In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love If you're not directly affecting. Yeah, if you're gonna throw a brick. Yeah. Throw it. Oh, at the people that I actually been looking at that too. Yeah. How did you approach them? Like we spent, I think, like a good two months. Yeah. Because I'm like, how are they organized? Like, what's their purpose? My kids, we don't stand up for the point. I tell my students that all the time. Yeah. Like, guys, nothing's gonna change until you guys are ready. That's what my job is. Yeah. To yeah. prepare you to make sure that you don't mess up this world too much. Our undercover journalists met up with middle school English teacher Arian Franco. Ms. Franco, who told us beside teaching English language arts to more than 60 teenage students a day, she says she uses violent protests as a learning tool for brick throwing. How did you approach them? Like we spent, I think, like a good two months. Because yeah. I'm like, how are they organized? Like, what's their purpose? Yeah. You know, like the ones that work, what did they do? Being loud. Oh, what's that? Being loud. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I told my students. I was like, guys, there's strategic ways to do this. You wanna, if, um, and I brought up like crazy, like organizations that have done this. Like they chose which places to throw books to. Yeah. They chose, and they didn't do it in their own neighborhood. Yeah. They didn't go to the, you know, to the black and brown community. Yeah. That's 
like doing it to our own community just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You gotta go out to the people who it's if not directly affecting. Yeah, if you're gonna throw a brick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> throw it. <laughs> so at the people that I can actually do yeah. yeah. Not only does Ariane Franco teach her students about effective violent protests, she explains how she had her kids, quote, change the words to the Pledge of Allegiance. Like I tell them, like my kids, we don't stand up for the police. Okay. We do the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Yeah. No, but we keep on our business. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was a class decision beginning of school year. Yeah. They're not talking about me, so I'm not standing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? At one point, when I first started challenging it, I had my kids change the way. Oh, wow. How point, did it go? I can't remember. It was something like, um, I think we added at the end, and we will fight for those who, uh, who just does not adjust. Yeah. Something like that. We added to it, because it's a, a liberty of justice for all. Yeah. And we will fight until that is true. Yeah. And how do you think kids can fight, though? Because sometimes they feel powerless to fight. Well, they can't the first, vote. The first thing is to be able to be a critical thinker. Yeah. Challenge your parents. Yeah. Challenge the adults that you meet. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. A I used conversation. to meet when the first kid went, like, in the BLM. You used to what now? I used to meet. Meet. I mean, In the class? Away, but, like, yeah, I would Would the students do it, yeah. too? Yeah. Wow. So when you... How do you have that conversation with them about the pledge? Like, how do they understand? I'm an ELA teacher. We break it down. Yeah. Every line in the pledge. Because I love history. I want to learn from a teacher, so. Yeah, so you go the English route, like, okay, what does the pledge say? Okay, who wrote it? Yeah. How does the, because, no matter, like, a timeless piece means that you could take it out at any time and be able to put it in. But it is important to know when it was originally made because context matters. Well, context does matter, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, that red, white, and blue behind me does stand for justice for all. As a matter of fact, I am pretty sure that the Pledge of Allegiance actually says that. So the need for a trans flag, the need for an LGBTQABCDEFG flag is not needed. There's no need for it. It is not a necessity. Because that red, white, and blue that you see behind me with that beautiful cross on there actually does stand for justice for all. So I think on this Monday, the day after 9-11, it is probably incumbent upon myself and all of you to say the Pledge of Allegiance, especially in the aftermath of, uh, of uh, you know, Lieutenant Lunchbox there. <laughs> you just saw on that video telling you that she changes the words and yes, she kneels. How about that? Let's go ahead and do that. Now, I'm not going to stand up because I'm obviously in the studio and, in the, and already sitting down with the microphone and everything, but let's go ahead and do it. Ready? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to this republic for which it stands one nation under God, indivisible. Ready? Here we go with liberty and justice for all. You can't go and buy orange juice and tell me that you just turned it into lemonade and, and, then, and then sell me something completely different when it's the same thing. That's exactly what they're trying to do here. All right? Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. 
Okay, you don't need a flag that already encompasses what we already say with that old faithful and old glory behind me. Amen. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on live from America here on LFA TV. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. As always, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it's Monday morning, which is my favorite show of the day. And it's a blessing to be here with you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I thank you very much for giving me the weekends with my family. I want to go right to another video that's actually pretty disturbing, but in a very different way. This next video is going to highlight what those who are in charge are now doing to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Now, last week, we actually praised the law enforcement in Connecticut and the attorney general in Connecticut for going after these very bad apples in our, uh, in our public school system there in Connecticut. But how crazy one week, uh, in one week how much can change. Because now that same attorney general, that same Connecticut law enforcement is now going after James O'Keefe and going after Project Veritas for shedding the light on the darkness which is the pedophiles and the sexualization and the racist teaching of our children in our public school systems. Ladies and gentlemen, this also happened over the weekend. James O'Keefe called a press conference to say this. We have an announcement uh, here. The Attorney General of Connecticut has sent Project Veritas a preservation letter. This is the Attorney General of Connecticut requesting a journalist preserve the materials. The Connecticut Office of the Attorney General has opened a civil rights investigation and the possibility of discriminatory employment practices in the Greenwich Public Schools. This letter is your notice to preserve all material potentially relevant to the investigation. You must take immediate action to prevent the deletion or spoilation of any such material. We anticipate issuing subpoenas. So your Attorney General is threatening to subpoena us for relevant material. If our investigation substantiates a pattern of practice of illegal conduct, I wonder, I wonder if they're investigating the principal or Project Veritas. Amen. Amen, we James. filed a letter in response, which I shall now read to you. For the purpose of this letter, I will presume that you have read the First Amendment. In America, the government shouldn't attack journalists or attempt to chill or silence them. We think there is something really wrong with vigilante law enforcement. We demand that you retract your letter forthwith and begin adhering to the laws that you took an oath to uphold. We do have a little bit of an announcement. You want to know, okay, all right. You want to know what I like about James O'Keefe and Project Veritas? They're not afraid to get the court of public opinion involved. They're not afraid to do exactly the tactic of the left and go out there and get the court of public opinion involved so they have something to say about it. It seems to uh, scare those who have been affected by corruption in law enforcement. It seems to uh, put the tail between the legs of a Merrick Garden Gnome Garland. It seems to put the tail between the legs of these corrupted law enforcement officials and these bureaucrats who let the power get to their head. Big, uh, big shout out to James O'Keefe. Big shout out to Project Veritas. Folks, we've got 3,300 people watching on Rumble, but only about 600 Rumbles. We have got 
about 311 people only watching on Getter. We would ask that everybody watching on Getter give us a repost right now. It's very simple to do. Just go down there and grab that little arrow that looks like in a square and hit that, and it'll repost automatically to your page. On Rumble, we're only getting about 20% of our viewership who actually engage in Rumble. We should easily be able to get to 50% because I know that 50% of you have the ability to rumble. It's not that difficult. Just press the little boxing glove or press the little plus sign. One way or the other, you should be able to do it. If you don't have that on your app, then go to your uh, go to your uh, web browser and type in rumble there. Go to LFA TV and do it there. One way or another, folks, we got to get about 50% of our audience engaged, and that'll crank us right to the number one spot on Rumble's leaderboard. Um, But there you go, folks. There's a classic example of the darkness trying to overcome the light, the very little bit of light that is shining through the evil in this world, and we can't let it happen. And we know it's not going to happen because you can't beat God, you can't beat us, you can't beat the truth, you can't beat Jesus, you can't beat the Holy Spirit, and you can't beat Trump. Now, let's get into the verse of the day today because this actually talks about the power of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is a helper to you in all of your daily decisions. I titled this morning's newsletter for those who would like to follow along. By the way, get out your Bible now and go to John 14. John 14. It's at the end of the Gospels of the, uh, of the New Testament. Go to John 14 and then 25 to 26. But I'll read for you the beginning part of the newsletter while we get to that portion. Again, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate helper. Yesterday, as always, was quite painful. It was weird because as I get older and further away from the horrific events of 9-11-2001, it gets harder and harder for me to watch and relive, to be honest with you. Yesterday, I prayed for those in the world directly affected by this murderous plan, regardless of who was really behind it or not. And I pray that as a nation, we can get back to the humanity that we showed in the aftermath of that day. Today we start a new week. Today we also start week two of LFA TV. There may be some changes coming around the corner this week to rumble again. As you see, we are now doing separate streams. That is because of you guys wanting separate streams. That's why we did that. The great thing about it is, is now all of you who watch my show right now, as soon as you're done, you can go back and watch Loud Majority and It's My Turn, and you can stick around for Mike Crispy's show and just give a rumble. Even if you don't feel like you want to watch those shows yet, if you give us a rumble, we could potentially have four videos every single day, five videos videos on the rumble leaderboard that is our hope that is our plan i need you guys to put things into action and be that strong lfa family that you can be all right verse of the day john 14 25 and 26 these things i have spoken to you while i am still with you says jesus to the to the disciples but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you now. So Jesus is saying to the disciples, look, you've got me now. And while you've got me now, I'm telling you these things so that you may remember them. However, in the aftermath of them killing me and torturing me, it may be hard to remember these things. But the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the Holy Spirit will then work as a helper to you in my absence Although through the Holy Spirit, I am never absent. Amen? 
I have a story that connects with this verse that just happened this past weekend. So, many of you who follow me on social media, you probably already know or saw the pictures of the golf tournament that Eli and I were in this weekend for charity to raise money for local first responder units, primarily in the fire department. We were on teams of four, and one of our teammates was Pastor Tim Frisch. Now, he's been here on Live from America before and has, was always a huge resource for me and continues to be in the beginning of my journey with Jesus. He always made himself available to me to answer questions about God, Jesus, and the Bible when I had them. After golf that day, he and I sat in his driveway for 40 minutes talking about the gospel and creative ways for the church to bring the good news to the non-believer in 2022. One of the topics of discussion was the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, I told him that the Holy Spirit dwelling within me has done amazing things in this past year, including, ready for this, answering questions that other people have had that are at the beginning of their walk with Jesus, even if I can't point to a specific answer in the Bible, I've been able to answer them. Meaning that there have been many times that I couldn't point to a very specific verse or book of the Bible that would answer their question, but I knew the answer anyway. How? How did I know the answer if I didn't know exactly where to point them? Well, I can tell you how. I was confident in my answer because it was the Holy Spirit working on my behalf. I never understood that until now. It was 100% a real thing, and it will always be. Pastor Tim told me that that's called spiritual nourishment. He said, if you feed the Holy Spirit daily with the Word of God, you are nourishing the Spirit, and He will work on your behalf just like God promises. Now, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate helper. As it says in the above verse, the Father has equipped us with a partner in life, of the spiritual realm to help guide us every second of the day. And if you nourish him daily, the Holy Spirit, he will be able to always keep you on the narrow path and never leave you and even answer questions about the Bible on your behalf if you don't remember where to go. So activate your Holy Spirit today because he is anxiously waiting your trust in him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you guys understand how powerful that is? Do you understand how powerful the Holy Spirit is within you? That Holy Spirit can do things that you never thought was, was possible. Now, as we have 3,800 people watching here on Rumble, I will urge and ask you to please share the link. Share this to your other platforms. You can't share it to Rumble, but you can share it to Telegram. You can share it directly to Instagram stories and your, and your messengers. You can share it directly to Facebook, Getter, Truth, and Locals. So get it out there as we go to the Lord's Prayer today. Please remove your hats and let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, I feel stronger every week in the Holy Spirit. I feel stronger with you as a community, as a, uh, as a congregation, as an LFA congregation. 
I am so very happy that so many of you are engaged and that so many of you are active in getting this word out there. And also, don't forget to forward along your morning newsletter when you get it. Please lift up your cups as we start. Live from America's first and foremost section. Here we go. The left-wing politicians and the left as a whole have been calling for unity since prior to Joe Biden stealing the election. They said that when Joe Biden became the president, that unity would happen again, that we would be back to like we were on September 12, 2001, unified against one common enemy. However, yesterday, on September 11th, 2022, The Democrats got on. I'm, I'm trying to hold back my anger right now. That's why I just paused because I was about to go nuclear. I was about to go Big Bang MAGA and start screaming on the mic, but I'm going to hold that off. I will say how absolutely disgusted I was that not only did the left wing politicians go on on media yesterday on fake news media outlets and say, you know, where they were and made it all about themselves on September 11th. 2001. They also preached unity, but in the same paragraph or same sentence in some cases, they also compared Trump supporters today and MAGA supporters to the terrorists on September 11, 2001. So in the same breath as calling for unity, they said we still have to be careful about the terrorism and the homegrown terrorism and the enemies that are domestic here today and the extremism. Now, they don't go as far as to say the Trump supporting MAGA extremists, but they're connecting the dots as to what's going on today with what they call extremism. Now, they could do that any day of the week, but they decided yesterday was the day that they were going to do that. They decided yesterday would be the day that they compare the two And instead of really, really, really promoting unity out there and promoting the sadness that we feel for that day, they use this as an opportunity to attack 150 million Americans just so they could get their political point across. It was sickening. It was disgusting. And I stayed as far away from it as I possibly could until this morning when I had to broadcast it. Here is Hillary Rotten Clinton actually doing that yesterday on CNN. What's going through your mind today, 21 years later? Well, Dana, um, every uh, time we approach September 11th, I do think about everything that I saw, all the people that I met, the families of those who lost loved ones. So it is indelibly um, part of my uh, memories. And I feel grateful that... um, We were able to come together as a country at that really terrible time. We put aside differences. I wish we could find ways of doing that again. We rebuilt New York. Uh, We have done our best to take care of the families that lost so much on that terrible day. And we have also, I think, um, been reminded um, about how important it is uh, to try to deal with extremism of any kind there you go uh, especially when it uses violence to try to achieve political and ideological uh, goals so i'm one who thinks that uh, there are lessons still to be learned from what happened to us on 9 11 that we should be very aware of 
uh, during this time in our country and the world's history. You, you mentioned how... What a pig. What an absolute pig she is for doing that on that day. But I didn't expect anything less. But what an absolute pig and what a liar Hillary Clinton is. We rebuilt New York to what? To what? The highest crime seen since the 80s? Homelessness running rampant? People's businesses destroyed? The school system? Look at what Project Veritas just exposed again that I just showed you in the cold open. You rebuilt New York to what? To what? Rubble? Rubble? You didn't do anything. You've, if anything, you have destroyed the country with your rhetoric. Now, a lot of people say, why is this hag all over TV lately? Well, because they're throwing everything they can at you in these last 57 days. We have 57 days until the midterm elections, folks. This is no time to be complacent. This is no time to let up. As a matter of fact, this is time for you to go Big Bang MAGA. That is the new term here on LFA. We are no longer ultra MAGA. It is not dark MAGA. It is not nuclear MAGA. It is not super, super nuclear MAGA. It is now Big Bang MAGA. It is time for you to put your foot on the throat of left-wing policies and the stupid, ridiculous, moronic idiots that are pushing it now more than ever. So when I ask you to share, 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 share until your little MAGA fingers bleed, it's not so that my show can reach more people for the benefit of me or Antonio or Kevin, or Sean, or Mike Crispy, or Anna coming up in October. It's all about the message. And if we can reach one, we can teach one. So for the hundreds of people that are sitting back going, well, I'm not going to do that because everybody else is doing that. You have to do that. I may not see that you don't share and rumble the video. I may not see that. But because of your lack of help, you're hurting the movement 57 days prior to midterm the elections. That's why it's so important. Because this kind of crap where they can go all over TV and absolutely spit in the face of what happened on 9-11 makes me sick. But she wasn't the only one that did it. No, no, no. She wasn't the only one that did it. We also had cackling Kamala Harris, the cackling jackal herself, Miss 2%, the vice resident illegally and illegitimately. Let's go to her as she went on Meet the Press with this exclusive, ridiculously stupid interview. And she basically makes the connection of the same thing. MAGA terrorist, terrorist MAGA. Check it out. Look, we're at the 21st um, marking, if you will, of the September 11th attacks. Yeah. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy. Foreign yeah. terrorists. See country. how they say it and separate it? We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Ooh. Is the threat MAGA. equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? Cuck-tod. That's an interesting question. Um, I have held many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president, and there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist and we must defend against it. Well, there you go. There you go. Do you see how they're saying foreign terrorism, domestic terrorism? And even though they don't say MAGA right there because they can't, they know if they do that, it's political suicide even further. What they'll do is all day today and all through this week and then in the next 57 days leading up into the midterms, they will connect then domestic terrorism to making America great again. You see what I'm saying? You see how they play with people? You see how they plant the seeds of evil?
These people are sick and they're disgusting. But even Jill Biden did it yesterday. Even Jill Biden made it all about herself. She made it all about herself as she talked with the Associated Press. Zero class, folks. Absolutely zero class. 21 years ago today, nearly 3,000 people were murdered. And you would think that 21 years later, that that's the day, even if it's one day where we're all patriots. But Joe Biden, yesterday, made it all about herself and her sister, Bonnie Jacobs. I called Bonnie to see where she was because I was so scared to death, says the non-doctor. I didn't know where she was, whether she was flying, not flying. Uh, uh, and then I found her. She was at home. The AP also interviewed Jill's sister, Bonnie Jacobs, who wasn't on any of the hijacked planes. But she could have been, said Joe Biden. Yeah, so could you have been. So could I have been. So could so many people's out there, families, who were on it. And you want to be this classless? Look, I don't ever, ever, ever claim to have class. Ever. But even when I am at my worst, screaming and yelling and calling people names that I tell my kids not to call people, I still hold more class in my pinky than Jill Biden holds in her entire non-medical body. Going all the way back to when she was a babysitter for Joe Biden and he was having sex with her. Disgusting sickos. I'm making it all about myself. Where's your tribute to the families? And then you heard uh, Hillary Clinton right just a bit ago say, we rebuilt America and we got America back on track. We re- I mean, we rebuilt New York and got New York back on track. How many of those uh, first responders are still 21 years later fighting for benefits that are, that are due to them? I could tell you thousands, thousands. Ask Loud Majority. Ask Sean Farish. Ask uh, anybody who lives in New York. How many of the first responders and the heroes of that day are still looking for the benefits that were promised to all of them? How many? I want to take this moment to actually do something basically like I just said, and I want to honor the folks that are watching today because I know there's thousands of people, hundreds even, I mean hundreds if not thousands, who are directly affected by 9-11. And I don't mean directly affected as we all lived in the United States. I mean directly affected because they were there that day, they were at ground zero, or their family members died. I'd like to give a big shout out to Bad Moon, One Hairy Legs, Terry Lynn, JL Jazz, Terry Sue, Bobby Neal, Iris Aguilara, Hair 2, Michelle, how you doing? Reiki, good to see you. Vicky Hartz, Melissa Staffy. Tori Hutch, Amanda Collins. Let's go down to the bottom of Rumble to the people who are not in the chat. Fire, um, Fighter Taz, Lori Lord, Junie 09, Red Ram 43, Anti Lob 1092. Let me, let me go over to our getter page. Let me say hi to Lindy Lou, Mark Stangle, Debbie Wilson. We only have, how many reposts do we have over there on getter? How many we got? We only got 65 uh, reposts over there. I'll ask for, uh, more, for more, some more shares over there as we spread out the, get, the getter message. But even beyond that, folks, all these people that are watching, like I said, if there was hundreds if not thousands of people. They're the ones that should be honored. Texas Chick on getter. I am, tw- I am 2024 mega. 
Melanie Collier. Melanie Collier happens to be a very good friend of mine. A very dear friend of mine. Miguel Ortiz is in the building. Christy Burns, Patriot LK. You guys, the people, are the ones that should be honored. Not ourselves. Sick Democrats. Sick, sick Democrats. I don't understand how they can do that. I don't understand how they can be so selfish. It really, really gets under my skin. How they can be so incredibly selfish. Where the only thing they talk about is what they could... This is what I went through. This is what I experienced. Look, there's a time and a place to say, do you remember where you were on 9-11? But to come out on TV and not even give any kind of uh, uh, language that's, 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 that's saying you're sorry for what people had to go through, maybe even naming names, families, I didn't hear that from any Democrat. As a matter of fact, I heard them say, we need to get back to the way we were the day after, but that's because MAGA candidates. Sick in the head, folks. All right, we're going to get to one of my favorite segments here, and that is rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen. Ah! Make you famous rhinos, rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen. Now, one of the rhinos that we're going to be talking about in this segment is a big rhino that we've always hunted before. And who am I talking about? Well, none other than Flimsy Lindsey Graham. But there's other rhinos that we're going to expose or at least talk about today because of a very, very sick, sick thing that these people said. Now, first of all, I think we can all agree, don't you? that the January 6th prisoners are prisoners of war. How many people in the comments section believe that the January 6th prisoners that are in that D.C. gulag today, how many of you believe that they can be considered prisoners of war or political prisoners? How many of you think that they, basically all of their human rights, have been diluted or completely destroyed while they've been locked up in this D.C. gulag? Let me know in the comments section. Better yet, If there's anybody in the comment section or thread who thinks that the January 6th political prisoners are not political prisoners and that they are in the rightful place, treated how they should be treated, let me know. But I got to get to this story right now. Because as most of you know, President Trump has already been on record saying that not only is he funding and financing a good majority of these political prisoners who are stuck in there without any kind of human rights, without any kind of bail, without any kind of love from their families. Not only is he financing them and their families, but he's also promised to pardon a good majority of them. And I think that's a good idea. Because while the left will sit and tell you that it is inhumane and that it is unconstitutional and that it is really just disgusting to separate people from their family at the border who criminally trespass on U.S. soil, how is that any different from the January 6th political prisoners who criminally trespassed in a building, by the way, that we pay for with our tax dollars, which is far more our own than the U.S. soil is that these illegal aliens are coming across and putting their feet on every single day. The left will tell you that breaking up those families is inhumane and un-American, but yet breaking up the families of the people, of the patriots, who illegally entered or trespassed into the building that they paid for, how it's not inhumane 
or how it's not un-American or unconstitutional to separate them from their families is beyond me. Absolutely beyond me. That's the hypocrisy of the left. But South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham is among several Senate Republicans opposing President Donald Trump's promise, if reelected, to pardon January 6th prisoners. How can you oppose that? After everything that you've seen them go through. Now, it's really weird that we're going to hear um, flimsy Lindsey Graham talk about the January 6th political prisoners but does not give them any kind of hope, does not talk about their rights being stepped on every day, does not talk about the fact that many of them are in there without any bail, does not talk about the fact that any of them have had their entire due process trampled on, even though none of them are guilty of insurrection in any way, shape, or form. You can open your sick, disgusting, corrupted mouth about that, but you can't open your mouth about the way they're treated, Lindsey Graham? Hell, I thought you didn't know about them. I thought because of your lack of language and rhetoric about the D.C. prisoners that you didn't even know they existed. But yet, at least now we know that you know that they exist because you're opening in your mouth and saying that they should not be pardoned. They should not be pardoned, says Lindsey Graham. He's not the only one. He's not the only one. There are more. As predicted on multiple occasions... President Trump will win this re-election, and he will pardon these um, January 6th prisoners. And Lindsey Graham says it's a bad idea. Said this when he, when he was talking to the Hill newspaper. Pardons are given to people who admit misconduct. So basically, he wants them to admit and bow down to their overlords. He says who admit their misconduct and rehabilitate themselves. Does that sound like the language of a Republican? Or does that sound like the language of a Democrat? They're not supposed to be used for other purposes, said Lindsey Graham, according to the Hill newspaper. He's not the only one. Here's another rhino. Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota said that he wouldn't support granting pardons to people convicted of crimes because of their actions on January 6th. Saying this, if he were elected, He would have a constitutional ability to do it, Round said, about Trump's proposed pardons. I would disagree with it. I think that there was insurrection, and I think these folks need to be punished, said that loser, Mike Rounds. I will never support that piece of crap, ever. How about Senate Republican Whip John Thune, who appears to have concerns about pardons for those accused of crimes related to the riot, without first having gone through the legal process. What legal process? They're not going through their rightful legal process now, Uh, John Thune. You dumb, dumb, you know what I was going to say, you dumb butt. They're not going through the proper legal uh, procedure now. They're denied due process now, you stupid, worthless moron. Saying the only people that get pardoned are people who are charged with crimes, said Thune. How about pardoned for their accusations since their accusations are clearly a conviction? If their accusations are convicting them, even though they've not gone through the proper court process that they are given to them, that the right is given to them for due process and a speedy trial by law, 
but yet they're convicted on accusations, then how can they not be pardoned? See, this is their idea. Keep them in there without convicting them, so that way they can't be pardoned and let go. It doesn't work like that, losers. We are ahead of you. However, you've got senators like Josh Hawley, who are way open to, to, to the idea of pardons. So big shout out to him. But you've got to understand, any Republican, there's another vetting question right there that I'm going to start asking people. When I bring them on Life from America, one of my vetting questions you know is, do you believe that Joe Biden won the election legitimately? My new vetting question is, do you believe that President Trump should pardon the January 6th uh, political prisoners? And if your answer is no, I'm going to cut your feed and never have you on the show ever again. Because you are a rhino piece of crap and you don't deserve one vote. From me, anyway, I'm not telling the LFA family how to vote. But I know for me, that's the way I feel. And since it's my show and I'm the one who brings the guests on, if you answer no, that he, they should not be pardoned, me and you do not have a, uh, a platform to have a discussion on any longer. Because I already know where your head is. And if your head is there, then, there's, then it's clearly up your, up your rear end, and we can't have a conversation right now. Sorry, that's just the way it is. We're going to move along. Let's have a quick slurp. Here we go. Shan says they stole the election and they want us to sit down and shut up. Amen. Amen. Need to just call the real Republicans conservatives. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Cranbrook says, wait until they are all in jail. Let's see how they feel then. Exactly. Exactly. I bet they'll want their rights to due process at that point, won't they? Won't they? Lindsay has a lot of folks from South Carolina fooled, says Louis, uh, Louis' mom. Oh, I know. Because when we were down in Merle's Inlet, South Carolina, to do the Save American Freedom Tour, I could not believe how many South Carolinians were there saying, well, we don't like Lindsey Graham, but we need to keep him in place because... He brings a lot of money in. He brings billions of dollars to the workforce. So you're selling out. Okay, at least you admit it. At least you admit it. Melissa says the first January 6er is going to take a plea deal for 10 years. I'd never take it. I'd never take it. Never take the plea deal. 43 Gator says we have over 4,300 viewers. We need more Rumbles. Why? Where are we at with Rumbles, Gator? Where are we at with them? Oh, we're only at 12, not even 1,200. Wow. Okay. I got you. Look at that. We got the LFA family and they're holding it down. All right. Before we come back and switch gears, I want to give love to one of our sponsors, and that's going to be Gold Co., ladies and gentlemen. Gold Co. has sponsored us now for three months, going on three months. That is a long-term sponsorship for what I'm out there trying to get. I only usually secure these for a month at a time, and Gold Co. has said each month, we're going to keep supporting you. Why do you think they keep supporting? They're supporting because the Live from America family is so active and engaged, they're actually making the calls. Even if they don't end up going with Gold Co., they're at least making the calls to Gold Co. Why? Because they respect Gold Co. for being a sponsor for a cancel culture um, show like ours. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, if, you're, if you've been even thinking about securing your money, your assets in gold and silver, then Gold Co. is the perfect company to do so because they understand who you are. They understand my audience. They understand who you are. They understand why you want to secure your money. 
They understand why you want to try to secure your nest egg or your retirement. And they also understand for the people that don't have a lot of money out there, why you want silver coins and, and uh, gold coins in your home. The last time the economy looked like this, gold and silver rose 1,300%, and they're on the rise now. So call 855-559-3433, or just visit goldco.com. Use the promo code LFA. The link is in the description of the Rumble channel, and get over there and just talk to them. You don't have to be pigeon-held to anything. Just talk to them and see what they have to say. Again, Gold Co. is a proud sponsor of Live from America, so be a proud consumer and at least give them the time of day and call them today, okay? All right. We're going to move on, folks, and we're going we're gonna to move to uh, a... Uh, a big, big story coming out of Florida and a big story for the United States of America. Last Friday, Florida's Polk County sheriffs announced that they arrested 160 people in a massive human trafficking sting operation. And would you be surprised that if I told you in those 160 people that were arrested in the massive human and sex trafficking sting were Disney employees? Would you be surprised if I said that? I wasn't surprised when I saw it. Do we have the picture? Can we pull the picture up? I want to pull the picture up right now of the 160, uh, uh, 160 people, or part of them, I should say, uh, of their mugshots that were arrested this last weekend and Friday due to human and sex trafficking sting that was uh, administered by Polk County Sheriff. There you go. There you go. And among these people, guess what? Disney employees, ladies and gentlemen. Another huge sex trafficking sting where Disney employees have been caught up in it again. What do you know? Are you surprised? Let's get into the story. Absolutely sickening. Sickening, sickening. 160 people were arrested in the seven-day undercover human trafficking operation called Operation Fall Hall Two. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd told reporters that Disney workers were also arrested in the sting. During the press conference, Sheriff Judd cracked a smile when he reported that Disney also had two employees arrested during the sting. Quote, where would we be with an undercover operation and no Disney employees? Ah, yes, we always have Disney employees Involved when it comes to this human trafficking stuff. Fall Hall 2, which began on Tuesday, August 30th. uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office was assisted in the effort by police departments from Winter Haven, Florida, Haines City, Florida, Lake Wales, Florida, Davenport, Florida, and Bartow, as well as the Office of the State Attorney General, 10th Judicial Circuit, State's Attorney Brian Hass. Members from the Florida Department of Children and Families, DCFS, DCF, and social service organizations. One More Child, Heartland for Children, My Name, My Voice, and Sella Freedom, and the Children's Home Society of Florida, who provide on-site services to identified or potential trafficked victims. Those who traveled to provide prostitution services were screened by detectives and the social services organizations to determine if they were being trafficked or exploited by others. Two trafficking victims and another five possible victims were identified. All all prostitutes taken into custody were offered services by the social service organizations at the operation. 
Follow-up will be conducted with those who are suspected to be sex trafficked or exploited. Some interesting notes from the operation. 26 of those arrested told detectives that they were married. Detectives charged those arrested with a total of 52 felonies and 262 misdemeanors. Criminal uh, histories of everyone arrested included 419 previous felonies and 619 misdemeanors. 15 of the arrested were from other states and one was from Puerto Rico. 16 suspects live in Polk County. 12 suspects told detectives they received government assistance. And detectives seized cocaine, heroin, meth, ecstasy, marijuana, and other, dra- other drugs arrested during the operation. Folks, human trafficking and sex trafficking, the United States of America is number one in the world for that. Does that sound like the land of the free and the home of the brave to you? It doesn't to me. It doesn't to me. Now, uh, first of all, I want to thank God that that sting went off without anybody dying. And, first, and second of all, we've got to thank Florida for being uh, so adamant about going after the number one problem outside of, of, of godliness inside America, and that is human and sex trafficking. Amen to the great state of Florida and all involved. Now, to keep up on crime, I don't know if you saw last week's Live from America, where I highlighted the crime wave hitting in America because of Democrat policy and because of the open border. One of those stories that we highlighted was the horrific beheading that happened in California in broad daylight. And what did I say last week? Let's go to that video last week where I said that the person that is guilty of this was probably an illegal alien. We have that video. Let's pull up last week's video where I told you this person is probably an illegal alien. The suspect identified as Jose Solano severed his ex-wife's head (laughs) with what was described as a samurai sword. Solano was a violent, has a violent criminal past, of course, and is not locked up. Of course, why? California. And the victim, who has not been identified, had a restraining order against Solano forever. And yet this person, probably an illegal, you'd never know because they'd never tell you, cut her head off with a samurai sword. You know who doesn't cut people's heads off? People who grew up in America. We don't cut people's heads off, whether we're mentally ill or whether we're drug addicts or whatever. We don't cut people's heads off. I'll give you one guess as to whether that person grew up in America or grew up somewhere else. Sounds like some kind of a... All right, so there it was. I said, I'll give you one guess. If you think that person grew up in America or grew up somebody somewhere else, 4,300 in Rumble. Let's get it up there before we end the show here in about eight minutes. We now have an update, ladies and gentlemen. That person did not grow up in America. We also have another update, ladies and gentlemen. That person not only did not grow up in America, but that person was an illegal alien with an expired visa who had a restraining order on him for years. The suspect was identified, like I said last week, Jose Landeta Solano. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to a picture of Jose Landeta Solano. Do we have that pulled up? No? All right, hold on. There he is right there. The man on the left is the guy that beheaded the girl on the right. There it is, folks. Her name was Karina Castro, and may she rest in peace. But that scumbag who did it was an illegal alien. Democrat policies, Democrat open border. Democrat policies, Democrat open border. The killer, Jose Solano, cut off Castro's head with a sword. He left her head under the car 
and her, that her body was in. Cops swarmed in minutes later found the, gr the grisly crime scene. Shortly thereafter, Landeta returned to the location with his two friends and he was promptly arrested. He, quote, he said, quote, every time I saw her, I would beg her, don't talk to him, leave him. Or that's what her friend said, her, I mean her father. And it seemed more and more likely that her father was correct. And of course he was. And yes, the person that killed her was an illegal alien. He was not here legally. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. Thanks a lot, left. Thanks a lot, open border scumbags. You are responsible. Blood is on your hands, not ours. Again, more left-wing policy. How much more do you want? How many more angel moms do we have to have? How many more deaths of fentanyl do we have to have? How many more young girls or young boys have to go on the back of milk cartons because of Democrat policy and Democrat rule? I don't care what you say. This is political. Yes, it is spiritual, but it is political. And if we didn't have this left-wing rule Right now, in this country, we would be back to the days of making America great again and prosperous nation. When was that? 2017 and 18. 2017 and 2018. Who is in charge? Not a stupid Democrat. So ladies and gentlemen, for all those out there that continue to vote Democrat, for all those out there that think that this is not a political issue, for all those out there that think that nothing is going to, that, that nothing is going to change if you put Republicans back in charge, let me go ahead and give you all the dumb, dumb award of the day today. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day, those swamp donkey Democrats and the people who keep, uh, who keep voting for them. Because Republicans are racist and you're stupid. If you're one of those people that you're just straight up stupid, you can't think on your own, and God help you in your life. Moving on. Here we go again. The CDC cannot trick us with COVID anymore. They can't trick us and scare us with COVID. They can't trick us and scare us with AIDS 2.0, which is monkeypox because it only affects that you know, crowd. Kathy Hochul declaring polio a national or a state emergency. That can't trick us. So what do we got now, folks? Well, the CDC over this weekend issued another health alert to pediatricians and parents about a rare, serious respiratory disease that affects children. Well, there you go, folks. Fear-mongering 101 back in session as we have 57 days left. The CDC and prevention warned pediatricians and parents about a rare, serious respiratory disease and it's not COVID-19 or the flu. It's called entero, excuse me, enterovirus D68, EVD68. Healthcare providers and hospitals in several regions of the United States notified the Centers for Disease and Prevention during August 2022 about an increase in pediatric hospitalizations in patients with a severe respiratory illness who also tested positive for rhinovirus. I know a few of those. Lindsey Graham has that. Upon further typing, some specimens have been positive for enterovirus or EVD68. You know what it is, folks? Enterovirus? I guarantee you that this is aftermath of these stupid vaccines. This is an, ax this is an aftermath of what, you of what happened when you put your vaccine in your kid's arm. When you decided that you were going to either be brainwashed, pushed into, forced, or ignorant, that you took that shot. And then said, you know what? I think it's a good idea that I put it in my kid's arm too. Your fault. Your fault. So watch out. 
Watch out, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the new one that they're going to try to scare you with. With your kids going back to school, don't fall for it. It's all garbage. Now, lately, I've been arguing with left-wing crazies and people who don't stay stay tuned to truthful news that athletes all over the world have been dropping dead since taking the virus. And people are like, you're so stupid. I don't see that. People are not dropping dead all over the country. People are not dropping dead all over the world. I don't see an influx in athletes dropping dead. Well, I've got the numbers now. I decided to go out, get those numbers for you. Here's the numbers. From 1966 to 2004, 1,100 athletes died from sudden adult syndrome. A a sudden adult death syndrome, which is called SADS. That means in 40 years... Only 1,100 athletes died from who knows what. Do you know that since 2021 till today, in one year, 673 have died? That means over half that died in a 40-year span died in one year? And you want to say, I don't know what it is. Folks, the number one cause of death in many countries right now is sudden adult death syndrome, SADS. And you don't know why? And I'm telling you that more than half of the people that died in 40 years just died in one year. And I'm not talking about regular everyday average people that we should be highlighting. I'm talking about athletes in their prime. And those are the new numbers that we've got. 673 died in one year, athletes. While while in 40 years, only 1,100 died. How about those stats? You don't like to eat truth? How about eat that truth? And for all of you out there that knew all this all along and said, I'm going to stay far away from this until I get the real numbers, For all of you out there that stayed strong in the face of all adversity, I'm not in any way criticizing those who didn't, because I understand it, but for those who did. There you go, Smarty Award of the Day, because you know what? We were all smarter than the average bear. We all just looked back in history and said, hey, why is this wrong? Something's not right here, right? All right, I got a couple more stories, and then we're going to bounce because we're already really late. I'm actually going to cut one of these stories out, but uh, I got to get to them, and that is this. Okay, folks, Um, Arizona Lower District 3, that is LD3 in Maricopa County, has designated a national day of prayer for annually. This is great news, so let's get to it. Arizona LD3 Republicans declare national days of prayer, quote, so that our country may be worthy of the blessings of the covenant, citing George Washington's 1776 um, uh, 1776 address and his orders. This Sunday, we have phenomenal news coming out of Arizona, Arizona leading the way once again. The LD3 uh, legislative district Uh, Three, Republicans in Maricopa County, Arizona, have passed a resolution with near unanimous support to ask all citizens of the United States of America to declare that on Friday, put it in your calendars, September 23rd, Friday, uh, uh, September 23rd, and Friday, October 21st, and uh, Sunday, November 6th, will be days to steadfastly pray 
and observe the tenets of God so that our country may be worthy of the blessings of the covenant, liberty, protection, and prosperity, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give you those days one more time. September 23rd, October 21st, and November 6th, for all those who can put this in the, in the chat, September 23rd, October 21st, and November 6th will be fasting and day of prayer so that we can get back in God's grace and give him the love that he so desires. He gives it to us. Let's give it back to him. And big shout out to Arizona. Now, again, we're running a little late here, but we got big news. This is breaking news coming out of Washington, D.C. as President Trump made a surprise trip to Washington, D.C., this weekend, landed at Dulza Air Force Base last night, and a reporter was tipped off on this. Do we have the video? I believe we have the video. We do. Bring up this video here. There it is. All right, let's go to the video of President Trump making a surprise visit to Washington, D.C. last night. There he is, folks. The man, the myth, the legend right there. The man, the myth, the legend makes a surprise trip to Washington, D.C. last night. And you have to ask yourself why. Why? Why did President Trump make a surprise visit to D.C. last night that was unannounced? I guarantee you it has something to do with the DOJ's overreach. And I have everything that I have every reason to believe that it's Donald Trump setting up the pieces of the puzzle to come back and drain that swamp. Now, that swamp may not have been drained, partly because he was hit with COVID, but that swamp was drained enough for us to see all of the swamp creatures living in it. And when he comes back and when we come back, folks, we're going to drain the rest of it. Amen? All right, folks, I want to thank you to everybody who Rumble ranted. I want to ask you to please Rumble rant through Mike Crispy's show. Help us out, folks, in any way you can. We need it now more than ever. For all of you that are here, remember, come back out or jump out of this show as soon as I'm done. Go into Mike Crispy's show. Even if you can't stay and watch for whatever reason, Rumble the video. Also, go back to the last two shows. Rumble those videos. We should have 1,500 on each one of them if we have 1,500 here. I love each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more LFA TV. Remember, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. Mike Crispy comes up next. Give him a like, give him a rumble, give him a watch, give him a, um, uh, give him a view. Unafraid comes up next, everybody. I love you. Peace. That will